Today's show is sponsored by MySoulCBD.com. You will get 15% off automatically when you go to MySoulCBD.com forward slash Shaleen. Let's talk sleep. Their new sleepy gummy is amazing. It's going to be your bedtime bestie. As you know, I've put a lot of thought and effort and research and development into formulating, I shouldn't say me, I've been working with Soul CBD together to help formulate this incredible sleep gummy for a lot of different reasons. Sleep is incredibly important to me. It should be incredibly important to you. If you care about your health, you need to be thinking about your sleep. So we've been working and formulating this really unique blend of CBD and melatonin. Now, I'm sure you've tried or thought about trying those two things together before, but it wasn't until we added cannabinol and terpenes that I found, or I should say, we found that people were falling asleep so much faster. I personally was staying asleep longer, and that was huge because I was really trying to get a better score on my aura ring, trying to get better quality sleep, and this gummy really made it possible. Now, enough about the gummy. All of Soul CBD's products are fantastic, especially if you're looking for a CBD product that has zero THC, and they care about that. They third-party lab test every single batch. It is USA grown, 100% organic, and all of their products are really fantastic. I encourage you to give them a try and get 15% off by going to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. You'll get 15% off. And I just have to say the responses I've been getting from those of you who are trying the sleepy gummies has been phenomenal. It just makes me so, so happy. It makes me happy because I know you're getting better sleep. And sleep is the foundation of good health. Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. I'm really excited to share with you this episode. Now, just to be completely honest, this is an episode I released a few years ago, and it's based on a book that I read, a book that probably many of you have read. But I think that this is a really interesting take, and I know that this episode helps so many people. And because this topic keeps coming up over and over again in my direct messages, and you know the emails I get from you guys about your relationships, I thought this is one we needed to revisit. Even if you've read the book, The Five Love Languages, I know you're going to get so much out of this episode. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for re-listening. If you listen to it the first time, hey, a refresher is always a good idea, especially when it comes to our relationships. I mean, at the end of the day, when things aren't going well between you and your most important people, like nothing else really matters. It's hard to feel happy. It's hard to concentrate. It's hard to feel like the world is right if things are wrong between you and your boo. So without further ado, let's do this again. What's up with you? Hey, thanks for being here. Today we are talking about how to win at relationships. How to win at relationships. Well, maybe that's the wrong title. Maybe I should have called this podcast how to help people that we care about feel amazing and appreciated so that in turn, they behave towards us in a way that makes us feel amazing and supported and appreciated. Yeah, that's what I probably should have given this podcast the title of. So really where I want to start is with a book, a book called The Five Love Languages. Okay, so the catalyst for this topic is... I sometimes feel uncomfortable receiving gifts. 
All right, so that made me want to talk about the significance of your love language, but not just in a you know married couple or partner kind of way or a romantic kind of way, but just in terms of relationships. So I want to start by talking about the book, The Five Love Languages. If you have not read this book, you need to read this book. I think it's fantastic. It's written by Gary Chapman, and he leans on his decades and decades of couples therapies. Now, it's not a scientific thing, but it's an observation. I'm telling you, anyone I know who's read this book has found that not only does it help them in their romantic relationships, it helps you in in all relationships because what it does is it kind of groups the way that all of us feel an emotional connection down to five different areas. Super helpful marriage, but broader than that, I think you're going to find it to be very helpful in all relationships. So let's start by identifying what the quote-unquote five love languages are, as defined by Gary Chapman, the author of Five Love Languages. Okay, the first is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation means that the way that you feel love is when people express their affection or appreciation for you, to you, through either spoken or written words. So it's praise, it's appreciation, it's details. The second type of love language is acts of service. This means that people are showing you that they appreciate you through their actions, as opposed to their words, as opposed to through gifts. And oftentimes, by the way, the way that you you like to receive love, meaning your love language, is often the way that you like to show love. Receiving gifts, that is another form of a love language. So some people show their love and appreciation for others by little symbolic gifts or gestures. In a work setting, it might be a financial bonus that you don't have to give, but that's just how you reward your employees. Or it might be the giving of gifts to others. Like you just love and spend so much time just stressing over like finding the perfect gift. That is how you symbolize love and affection to others or appreciation. The next love language is quality time. That means that you feel appreciated and recognized when people give you their undivided, undistracted attention. Again, you can see how this would relate to not just your romantic relationships. It might be this is how your child experiences love, or it might be how someone that you work with feels appreciated is not because you gave them a bonus, but because they have your undivided, undistracted attention at some point. And then maybe this one isn't appropriate for work. And the fifth and final large category is what's called physical touch. So it doesn't have to be what you're thinking. It doesn't have to be a sexual thing. It can just be, you know, the touching of hands or a gentle brush to the shoulder. It can be that, you know, it's just a way that you're physically close to each other. So physical touch can be putting your arm around someone. It can be holding hands. Of course, it could be sex. It could be intimacy, but that doesn't necessarily apply to the work setting, I hope, unless, of course, you're married to the CFO, in which case it's fine. But for most people, that physical touch is just another way that they feel very emotionally connected to people. And I've talked about this before, where I've been in like a yoga class or been in the presence of someone who I know is a a healer, if you will. And when someone who's very emotionally connected just lightly touches you, 
it's just crazy how connected you can feel. So those are the five broad areas of love languages. So I'll go over them again. So words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, physical touch. Now, as you might expect, you may have crossover or what they call dialects, what Gary Chapman calls dialects, meaning primarily I like words of affirmation, but if I had to pick a second one, it might be acts of service. And I also like to give, get, like, so no one's like exclusively one or the other, but we all have a predominant way that we feel appreciation. So what is yours? I know mine right off the bat, like, no question about it. But if you don't know yours, I have placed a link in the show notes where you can go to the website for the five love languages and they've created a 30-question quiz for you. For me, I haven't even taken the quiz, to be honest, because I know mine. It's 1,000% words of affirmation. And my second one is acts of service. It's kind of both of those. So because the way that I show love is through acts of service. And the way that I like to receive love is words of affirmation, acts of service. And I think I tend to also show love and appreciation through words of affirmation. I try to most often. But then I also need to remember that it's not just about what is important to me. In order to win at relationships, and of course, I've already defined what I mean by winning. Like, it's not a game. But if you think about it, relationships... It's complicated and it's complex because we're all so different. And if we want to succeed at making people feel appreciated and making people feel understood and making people feel amazing, don't you want to do that? We don't do these things to manipulate people. We do these things because we need our relationships to be healthy, right? Relationships help us to feel stability. They help us to know who we can count on. It's someone that we can trust. It's someone we can vent to. Relationships help us get through tough times. Without our relationships, your business isn't going to get any bigger. Without relationships, you don't learn. You don't grow. You feel lonely. Relationships are so important. Relationships, I think, are at the core of our happiness. So if you can get better at these strategies, I promise you, you're going to be a much happier person. Listen, when it comes to therapy or psychiatry, Getting the help you need has never been easier and it's never been more affordable. When you're able to access a provider from the comfort of your home, from the comfort of your phone, from the comfort of your car or your house or your bed or your couch, therapy can be scheduled and it can be that much easier to get the help that you deserve. You can alleviate the wait times or the uncomfortable, you know, first appointments with a therapist because Talkspace is here to make therapy convenient and accessible. Talkspace is therapy at a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy with an unlimited number of messages that you can send to your therapist 24-7, five days a week. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, and so much more. So as a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com, or you can just download their app. And of course, please be sure to use the code Shaleen to get your $100 off your first month. And it's also how you can show support for The Shaleen Show. Again, it's Shaleen at Talkspace.com. 
You can go to the website or you can just download their app. But again, don't forget to use code Chalene because that's what gets you $100 off your first month. Reading this book was such an eye-opener for me, and I read it many years ago. I don't even know when. I would say probably probably the first time like 10 or 11 years ago. That would be my guess. And since then, I've listened to it a couple of times since then. It is such an eye-opening experience to understand how it is the people that you care about want to be affirmed. So for me, recognizing once I read this book, the telltale signs that my husband's love language were definitely physical touch and words of affirmation. But ironically, he, I think, as most people would do, you know, when they're newly married, was trying to show appreciation for me with, yes, physical touch and also gifts. So he's still a great gift giver. But after we read this book, we were able to openly talk about it. And I could share with him that gifts are not my love language. And in the book, he gives these examples of when if your love language is not gifts and someone then gives you a gift, you often don't have the response that that person wants you to have because that makes them feel affirmed, right? So like if you're the kind of person that just gifts don't do it for you and someone gives you a gift, you're like, thanks. That's so cool. Thank you. Right? Rather, if you are the kind of person who your love language or how you know, you feel appreciated is through words of affirmation. And let's say someone gives you this amazing gift and then the card just says, happy birthday. And there's like no words of affirmation in it. You know, again, you might be like, oh, thanks. But meanwhile, if they had given you no gift or, you know, kind of a meaningless gift, but a card that had like this amazing letter to you in it, you might go over the moon because that is your love language, those words of affirmation. So for my husband and I, what was happening is physical touch is not how I feel love or need to receive love. It's just not. So he would, you know, try to kiss me on the cheek or give me hug. Like he was very physical and I just, you know, I guess I didn't notice it as much and I didn't respond to it and I didn't reciprocate. And that could make him feel less appreciated and in some cases even rejected because I literally sometimes wouldn't even notice it, right? Like if he just put his hand on my knee or tried to hold my hand or come up behind me and give me a hug or a kiss while I'm like in the middle of trying to focus on something, I used to get annoyed. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to think. This is also when my ADD was raging. So any kind of interruption did not feel like love and appreciation. It felt like you didn't respect the fact that I was trying to think and that I had this brain. Worked through the ADD, read the book, and now I know that when he does that, I like, I become very focused and present and appreciate that what he's doing is giving me the type of gift that he uses to express love. And it's also helped me to become very aware that what's more important to him than words of affirmation are those small touches. Just he's told me like, he's like, oh, it just, it sends an electric shock through my body when you, is that too much information? I'm so sorry. But like literally he says, like when you just touch the back of my neck, or you put your hand on my hand. And so I love now knowing that that makes him feel so good. This is incredible insight for you to have, not just for your romantic partner, but for your friends and the people who you have important relationships with. That could be at work. It could be people that you manage. It could be your children or your friends. 
the place or the person where you need to spend a little bit of time figuring this out is just think about the one person right now who's important to you, but you just feel like you're kind of off, right? Like you're like, I don't know that we're gelling right now. I don't feel like we're like connecting the way we once did or the way that we could or the way that we need to. I would just bet if you figure out, if you just spend a little bit of time trying to determine, you can just do this in a casual conversation. You literally can. You can say, hey, I just listened to this podcast. I'm just curious, what is your love language? So here are the five and just write them down, you know, put them on your phone, take a screenshot of our show notes. Okay. In fact, I'm going to put the five in our show notes. You can just take a screenshot of it and use that as a conversation starter in, you know, a a friendship or at work. So, because once you understand what someone's love language is, it's so much easier to connect with them. Okay. So let's say hypothetically, you and your best friend are just, uh, you're having this moment where you're not connecting the way that you once did. Maybe it's hurtful to you that you guys never spend time together. And in your mind, you've been thinking, geez, I mean, I'm going out of my way to try to spend time with her because I care about this relationship. And she obviously does not care about this relationship because for whatever reason, she's always busy or doesn't have the time, or I'm always the one reaching out trying to make this happen. So obviously, she doesn't feel the same way about me that I feel about her. And then boom, your birthday rolls around and you make plans to get together. And she has spent so much time picking out, I mean, just the most thoughtful gift, a gift that only someone who really took their time and really knows you could select. And it's an extravagant gift, right? Like it's just a really sweet gift. And to you, you think, okay, well, it was great. We spent this time together. We really connected while we were together. It was awesome. And then boom, the next week you feel hurt again because she's not making the time to meet with you. Meanwhile, she may be feeling hurt because her love language isn't quality time spent together. Maybe her love language is gift receiving or gift giving. And because of the way you responded, which was probably like, oh, thank you so much. It's so nice. Whatever. Like you didn't respond in a big enough kind of way. Maybe she's hurt or maybe she's not. Maybe it's all good in her head because she gave you the gift. You responded the right way. She doesn't know there's any problem because quality time isn't how she shows appreciation for someone else. You see what I'm saying? Like we make assumptions that people feel a certain way about us based on our own perception based on our own experience, based on our own preferences of how we feel appreciated. Just recently this happened. I had a a gal online who reached out to me, and I won't take one-on-one clients anymore. I just don't. I don't have the time, and I prefer to do it through divine intervention. We used to have an application that people would fill out and, you know, we, Brett and I would mentor couples, couples in entrepreneurship and, and how to, like, come together. And we had a long waiting list, and we would only work with couples. And people had to fill an application, and they spent $30,000 per couple to do this. And we decided we didn't want to do it anymore. We did want to do it, but we wanted to do it through divine intervention. Like, when someone just really seemed like they were ready to take action and ready to be mentored. So, A gal who I will not name but is pretty well-known online reached out to me and asked if I could mentor her and help her develop her brand and her business. So she flew to Southern California, and we spent a couple of days together, and I, I still mentor her, you know, remotely, or I should say virtually. But she said to me, I have to pay you. I have to do something 
so that you don't feel taken advantage of, you know, to show my appreciation. And I said to her, what you can do is follow through. The ultimate gift to me, the ultimate appreciation is when you take action and you use the information that I'm sharing, that you actually do something with it and change your life. And that's the ultimate act of appreciation. When I meet people, when I'm doing a signing and people will bring me a gift, it's very sweet. And I've learned to be very cordial, knowing now that that might be someone's love language. But for me, the ultimate gift is when someone walks up and they either hand me a handwritten letter or they say, I read your book and it's changed my life. Like that's twofold. To me, like that's the service. The service is you actually took the time to do something meaning apply the things that I've taken the time to share with you. Because for me, that's how I show love. That's how I show appreciation to you. My podcast is how I show appreciation to you because we are a family. Like, I wouldn't be blessed by all the things that I've been blessed by. The house that I live in, the car that I drive, the security that I feel, that is because of you, because of the feedback that you've given me, because of the things you've told me you need help with, because of the books you've asked me to write. Like, I consider you a co-creator. Because you reach out to me and you tell me what you loved about the podcast. And when you tell me what you've been through and how you want me to do an episode on this or that, like, this is the way I show appreciation for you. This is my act of service to you. And so when you listen to the podcast, when you read one of my books, that's an act of service back to me. And it's how you show appreciation. It's not for me. It's not through gifts. I don't know what it is for you, but I want you to know what it is. And I want you to communicate that with the people who matter most to you. Have this dialogue, not just telling them what you need to feel appreciated. I want you to find out what they need and then remember it. And and then you've got to respect it too, because making that mistake, not respecting how important someone else's love language is, is to disrespect or to invalidate that person. It can be very hurtful. And I made this mistake unknowingly, but man. It's just one of those lessons that you learn. It was probably like 10 years ago, I would say. Brett and I and my sister and her husband, by the way, my sister Janelle, her love language is, isn't gifts either. So we're kind of like on the same page that way. And my, my brother, same thing. His love language is not gifts. Knowing this and also recognizing that we're kind of like at this stage in our lives where, you know, buying presents for nieces and nephews is great. But to buy gifts for each other seemed kind of silly, you know, and it just added more stress. And so I proposed to my brother and sister, like, hey, instead of exchanging gifts anymore, and even with mom and dad, like, let's just all pick a charity or maybe a military family and let's pool our funds and like, let's do something really meaningful. And they were totally down with that. And I remember I called my dad and I ran the idea past him. He's like, oh, okay. And then I don't know, maybe a week had passed. And I found out that my mom was really hurt by this, like really hurt by this. And I didn't respect the fact that she was hurt, but I didn't understand. That to me seemed like, why does she need a gift from us? This is what I said to my dad. Why does mom need a gift to know that we love her and appreciate her? He's like, you don't have to buy a gift for her, but you don't understand, Shalene. That's her favorite thing to do. Like she loves buying you gifts. She loves buying gifts. That is what she loves to do. And yeah, she likes getting gifts. It doesn't have to be something big, but it's just, it's how she feels appreciated. 
And, you know, at the time, this is many years ago, I didn't really understand that. I was just kind of annoyed. And I didn't appreciate that. I didn't respect that. And so I really kind of fought it at first and kind of complained to my husband, like, I can't believe this. And then, you know, I thought about this book and thought about how that is her love language. And she loves to see you open the gift. And she loves to see you, you know, experience the joy of knowing that she picked that out for you. So I keep that in mind, too. When she gives me a gift, I think about how important it is to her and probably how much time she spent thinking about okay, is this the right gift for this person? And it's just appreciating that because why? Because I want her to feel appreciated because I do appreciate and love her. So remember, it's not just about your love language. It's really respecting the fact that other people feel appreciated in ways that may be different than the way that you feel appreciated. So that's it. You've got some homework to do, don't you? I think it'll be really interesting. You know, hit me up in social, send me an Instagram, let me know what your love language is. Maybe you could create a poll on your own Instagram story and ask your followers what their love language is. You could even post up a screenshot of this episode and suggest that people listen. That's it. And P.S., you, just listening to this podcast is a gift. The fact that you spent time with me today is a gift, and I need you to know I'm blessed. Just the fact that you listened all the way to the end is a gift. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.